Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. So straight off the bat, it's important that we tell everyone, Dave, what time are we recording this right now, this second? Uh, well, the current time is 8.46 a.m. A.m., Tom. A.m. What? This is wonderful news, Dave. It's only 12 hours till I need to go to bed. My whole day is stretching out ahead of me. Actually, I say that I'm about halfway through my day now. But for you, Dave, what time did you get up? 8.44 a.m. <laughs> And also, we need to know that your sister sleeps in the room that you use to record this. So have you turfed your sister out of bed, or is she just sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's livid. I bet she is. I bet she bloody is. <sighs> Sorry, that was a yawn. Bored or tired? And, I mean, you know exactly what it is today. <laughs> there is nothing. My my brain doesn't even begin to function until about 11am. Like, yeah, I know, I know. Well, I, I mean, I've recorded a podcast with you at 11am every day for the last two months, so I can tell you your brain begins to function at about 11.07am. Yeah, exactly. We, we have to do the small talk before we start. Yeah, we? yeah, yeah. Um, what I really am enjoying about this scenario is that the reason we're having to record this early is because I've got to go back into hospital to have my leg looked at again. So you've yeah. really got no ability to complain, which is pretty. Because normally, if I have to move something, you're like, oh, "Fucking hell, Tom, really?" But that's <laughs> when so you're just having to go. Okay. Well, no. The worst thing is that the original reason is that I have a meeting at eleven. Do you remember? So we said, can, oh, "I said, yes, can we that, do like yes. an hour early?" And you said, yes. "Well, we can't do an hour early. We have to do two or three hours early." Anyway, that's been cancelled. Has <laughs> it really? Yeah, yeah. It got cancelled last night. Oh, mate. In which case, I, I'll be back from the hospital by just after eleven. Yeah, I oh, know. I oh, no, could have done it. Could have shifted it back. But do you know what? I did that thing that I um that 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 I always regret always regret 100% of the time but it got cancelled about 7 p.m. or it got moved to later mm. and I thought you know what it'll it'll do me good to get up early we'll keep it at 8:45 that's you know I was my brain was like I'll be up I'll get loads done mm. and now I hate myself from yesterday now you're staring into the vacuum of an entire morning you're looking down the barrel of a proper morning plan something Dave come on let's help you plan something I mean a bit of exercise that does come on that always makes you feel good it makes you feel better. I'll be back in bed at 9 30 Mate, no, don't, don't do that, Dave. It's the best part of the day. It's honestly, it's not. It's the worst part of the day. No, okay, so between now and lunchtime, when when that's when normal crib will resume, have a morning off lying in bed and give yourself the opportunity, Dave. Come on, I'm going to be like a life coach. Do an hour of exercise. Take the dog for a walk. I do all of this all the time anyway. Like this isn't none of this is like new stuff. Well, oh, well, let's find something new then. Uh, you just, it's just like you're just taking me to a, like a, a, a like a different time zone. Read a, read an hour of Jack Reacher, Dave. That will improve your life. But there's no new Jack Reacher as well. You know. Have you read all of them now? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. ages ago, mate. Two years ago, done. Yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. We should get when uh, Beth Murray, aka my wife, comes back on to do um, on the same page without Elaine Page. We should get her to do a bit of Jack Reacher, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, we should really. That's yeah. uh, just two different Jack Reacher books. 
<laughs> yeah, because they're about 20 years apart now. He's done yeah. them for ages. <laughs> just so we can both listen to an old Jack Reacher. That'd be so nice. Yeah, she'll get to the end of the page and we'll be like, oh, can you just, can you just keep going? Carry on, just carry on. <laughs> just this podcast will just become Beth Mori Reads Jack Reacher and <laughs> I am thrilled with that. Beth and Ori. <laughs> That's all we need. Um, so anyway, listen, Dave, because we're recording at a ridiculous time in the morning, I, I feel like the the freshest topic for me to bring to the table, literally, straight away, is granola. Do you mind Do you mind indulging me in a little bit of granola chat? Uh, homemade or store-bought? Well, interesting conversation. I mean, that is exactly where we're going. That's dovetailing straight away. Um, we have got some homemade granola, which Beth makes. She makes massive batches of it. Yeah. Uh, about once a month, she makes it. And uh, she calculated how much it costs uh, for the equivalent of a packet. So I think in a packet of normal granola, it's like maybe 300 grams. And uh, a box of normal granola costs like maybe between three and four pounds, say. Right. And she calculated that the cost of her buying all the oats and the raisins and all these special seeds and pumpkin seeds and things like that to put into this beautiful granola mix costs her about 14 pounds uh, per 300 grams of granola. So <laughs> in terms of a kitchen industry, it's not going well. But that is not... That is not what I'm bringing to the table. So my uh, youngest son, Thunder, who has not featured on this podcast, the only member of my immediate family so far not to be on the show. Yeah, why is that? Well, I mean, I, I'm happy to bring him in. We'll think of a feature for him, to be honest. We don't need much of a feature, do we? It's, it's, it's more just... I wonder if you asked him, yeah. uh, if you had to talk about something for five to seven minutes to, yeah. to fill time on a podcast, what would you talk about? He, oh, he'd talk about terrapins. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. already there. Yeah, Terrapin Thursday. Like, what's wrong with Terrapin Thursday? <laughs> oh, God. Um, Does he love terrapins? He's telling a Yeah, he's obsessed with them. I honestly couldn't tell you a single fact about terrapins, I don't think. Oh, neither could he. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> when you, were you expecting actual content? He'll talk about them. Not a single element of it will be truthful or relevant well, or interesting. Where's he got this from? This is wild. Because he where's spotted he this- some terrapins by the pond in our nearby park. So right. now we have to go and look at the terrapins, and he decides they go to sleep at a certain time, and they like swimming, and um, some of the other animals in the park are scared of them, but then they're scared of the swans. I mean, it's just... So it's like a nature program based in no fact at all. It's a, it's a fictional nature program. I mean, there's an idea straight off the bat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Edmund does nature, like that David Attenborough sort of style program, but... Maybe we should replace the bill, because because uh, Cornelius has been saying for a while that he thinks of his uh, commitment to do this as a burden, so... Well, he said it once, to be fair. Well, I, I, I trust what he says. Let's get let's get Edmund on to talk about uh, Terrapin, Terrapin Tuesday! <laughs> anyway, um, so the problem is that he really likes my granola. Now, I have a... And I'm not going to lie to you, Dave. I have the Ferrari of shop-bought granola, okay? It costs £5 per box... So hang on, so Beth makes it every month. Well, she uh, makes her own granola, which I don't have. She doesn't like me to have her granola. She gets right. she gets very shitty if I try and have her granola. The granola walls of North London. Who knew that was a thing? Um, and I have... I don't know if you've ever tried the, the Dorset cereal brand of granola, Dave. Yeah, well, you know, not a fool. You say, you've saved up every now and again to see if you could yeah. afford a box. I mean, this is the thing. It's, it's basically breakfast gold. Essentially, as well, granola is... It's such a fraud because it's attempting to be kind of um, middle-class health food, but it's just biscuits in milk. It is. It is a massive... Like, all breakfast cereal is a bit of a fraud in, in that sense, isn't it? Like, yeah. The cereal is like... I mean, not obviously the chocolatey one. It doesn't really claim... But even the chocolate cereals have stuff like high in fibre and this is whole grain. Do you know what I mean? They, they, it's always covered in 
in sort of facts that I suppose are technically true, but they yeah. just forget to put a massive like this is ninety four percent sugar yeah. on the in, on the front of it. You know, full of vitamin D, which you can get the same amount from from just eating one bit of a fingernail. <laughs> Walking outside, yeah, breathing in air near a tree gets you the same vitamin D. Um, no, granola is a complete scam, but yeah. it is absolutely delicious. Uh, so the problem I've got is that the um, Edmund has taken a taste to my granola. He really, really likes it. Right, the really, really expensive. The one. really, really expensive. He's, he's like, Daddy, I want Daddy, I want Daddy breakfast. I want Daddy cereal. So we've named everyone's got everyone's cereal is named after different members of the household. So uh, Wilfred cereal is a. Realizing <laughs> what a bunch of twats we're sounding like now. Wilfred cereal is a special homemade granola that Beth makes without raisins. Okay, so my right. so my so Wilfred off of the riddles. Who will speak to you shortly? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is ridiculous. I have a son called Wilfred who eats homemade granola with pomegranate seeds and organic yogurt every morning for breakfast. Fuck. Not coming out as well. I didn't mean this to be such a cross section of how ludicrous my life which, is. Which uh, sorry, which part of London do you live in? <laughs> oh God! Why did I admit this on the podcast? So, uh, so that's what we're And then Edmund, his Edmund cereal, right, is Weetabix. Yeah. Right. Oh, Edmund's Ed- Edmund's the Jeremy Corbyn. Edmund's the man of the people. You're all fl- floundering away in your Islington elite sort of uh, household with your special individual granolas, and Edmund's just like, no, Weetabix, mate, the, the the original and best. Yeah, but he's he's left Weetabix. This is the problem. He's he's he, he's come up in the world. He's gentrified. He's gentrified his cereal, and now he's got a taste for daddy's. So here's what I've started doing, and please tell me if this is wrong. I bought some Tesco owned brand granola. Right. I bought it into the Dorset cereal box. Into the box. Oh, my God. So when he has when he has what he believes to be expensive, posh, special daddy breakfast, it's 95p a bag Tesco granola. Is that bad? Well, does he notice? No, he doesn't notice, but he, I mean... Absolutely his own stupid fault, then. <laughs> this is the great thing about kids being idiots. You can, yeah. you can really dupe them sometimes. That's absolutely. Like, if, if, if all he actually... And this... And do you know what the secret is, Tom, if I'm perfectly honest? Mm. And this goes for pretty much every version of that thing, be that, you know, like a home brand cereal or like home brand canned soup or, you know, anything that you get in a packet that, you know, you could get as like the little own or you could get the very expensive brand version. Yeah. It's probably the same anyway, Tom. Yeah. You've probably, you're probably the idiot actually more than Edmund because Edmund's probably gone, do you know what, actually, this is um, the exact same granola. Well, well, Little and Aldi have proved this, haven't they, in the last couple of years? Everyone's gone wild for Little. And Aldi, and, and rightly so, because I was on, as you well know, Dave, the little ads for a few years. I was Mr. Little Ads, and right, we did the yeah. Easter ads once, and we were surrounded by all the little um, Easter eggs, and uh, everyone was talking throughout the day because there's all these crew who've got nothing to do with Little, no affiliation, they're just crew, and they were all saying, "Oh, fucking love Little! Oh, Little's great! Oh, God, Little's great! It's so much cheaper, it's so much better!" Blah blah, blah all this stuff, and uh, all these little Easter eggs were around us. And uh, at the end of the day, the, the client, i.e. the person from Lidl, was like, listen, who wants the little chocolates? And of course, we've been talking all day about how amazing they are. So everyone's like, yes, bloody ruddy, please. Let me step in. So everyone goes and grabs a bit of uh, little, uh, little Easter egg. Guess what? What? Tasted like absolute shit. <laughs> what it is, Tom, is just a Cadbury's chocolate egg inside a different box. Yeah, I know. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? We're we're tasting the taste of the brand. Oh, that sounds like a catchphrase for something, isn't it? Taste of the brand. Yuck. Uh, like, yeah, like a shit skittles. Shittles. Shittles. Um anyway, how are you? What's go what's been going on with you since last we spoke, please? Any updates from uh, Planet Crib? Oh, did I tell you yesterday that I 
got my George Foreman indoor outdoor barbecue grill. Fudge brownies, you bought it. Yeah, absolutely got it. Absolutely you got it. You got it. I mean, to be fair, you did tell me. I'm just being surprised to give an element of drama to the podcast. You sent me a picture, but we haven't talked about it on the podcast. Right, that's exactly my thing, and it's important that we remember that those are two different things. Sure thing. Um, yeah, I I, I, I I sourced and obtained it on the same day we talked about it. Mm. And um, Also, come on, let's talk about the price. We're fans of talking about money on this show. What, uh, so so I, I went in, when I did my uh, my price bracket, yeah. I went in at, what, 120? You said 120. The Amazon, the Amazon price was 160. Oh, come on, Dave, give us something good. What did you, what did you pay for it? My local Argos, £99. <laughs> come on, mate, come Double on. Double figures, not triple. I was thrilled. That is wonderful. So you got your, you got your cheap George Foreman electric grill. Mm. And what did you, how did you celebrate? What did you cook? Well, so this is the thing that I've now, for two days, completely unnecessarily grilled food that I could have done much easier and quicker in the oven. But I'm yeah. having the best time of my life. Yeah, there's something quite Homer Simpson about that. Just yeah. grilling my banana. <laughs> Just it's, yeah, 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 it's absolutely wild and ridiculous, but. And, you know, it takes longer and also requires more cleaning. You know, there's a whole faff about it. Oh, yeah. So that's a good question. Because the thing I love about barbecues is you don't really need to clean the grill because you just heat up, heat it up again and you're good to go. Yeah, it's an interesting... I mean, different people definitely have different takes on that, don't they, about not cleaning a barbecue. But it's, it's, it, it's, it is kind of wild that that's the only part of the, the sort of food preparation world that people are like, yeah, just don't, don't clean the... No, just don't clean the germs off it. Don't worry about Hang it. Hang on, do you clean the germs off your barbecue? Would you? Would I'd, you scrape? I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd give it. I'd give it. Definitely, I'd give it a scrape down. Hundred percent. Why? Well, why wouldn't you? Because you, that's like saying never clean your oven pans because it's going straight back in the oven. Yeah, well, a lot of chefs don't really clean their their woks and things like that properly. You just give them a quick rinse. That's what you need to do because you want it to sort of. It adds to the flavour. The the compound yeah, that's the, yeah, minerals of other meals. You know, it's like the the. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like it's like being in touch with your. Every meal is in touch with its. Uh, I don't. I'm struggling to find the words, Dave. It's too early. Every every meal is in touch with like its grandparents, like its ancestors. It's a beautiful thing, Dave. <laughs> its grandparent ancestor <laughs> meal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but no. But here's my question: Do you clean your pans and oven dishes? I mean, yeah, we do. Yeah. 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 So why wouldn't you clean your barbecue? Because it's a grill, and once the fire's on it, it sort of burns off, like it literally disappears because it burns away. So when I, when I crank up the barbecue, um, then I'll give it a good, you know, half an hour before I start cooking on it. So the grill is absolutely, like, totally hot through, and it looks as clean as can be. Like, it's cleaner than if I scraped it and net off it. Right, okay. Well, that is, but that is, now we're talking, that is much longer than my George Foreman grill, which takes two minutes to heat up, and I can be eating my burgers within ten minutes. I mean, it's an absolute dream. And then, the, and to be fair, the clean the, the clean down process, which you're quite right, I don't necessarily need to do if I don't want. I, I could I, I could absolutely yeah. uh, fly by that uh, the seat of your. Well, yeah, exactly. Mm. But but the cleaning process is very simple. It's a damp cloth, Tom. It's a wipey wipey. It takes, I'd say, ninety to a hundred seconds. So damp cloth wipey wipey. Are you writing it down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want instructions on how to... to uh, Eurovision notes. Yeah, yeah, it's good to know. Eurovision notes. I've got, I've got loads of Eurovision notes. Iceland would have won. Um, okay, so uh, so tell us what you ate, please. Uh, first night, we had sausages and chicken breast. Barbecue chicken breast. 
right. fillets. Yeah. Uh, I also grilled some asparagus and halloumi Ooh. and some vegan stuff for my sister. So it was oh. a absolutely wild and full barbecue. Wow. Uh, last night we were going to have chicken wings anyway, so, and uh, the packet said do them in the oven, so we did the classic thing of doing them in the oven and then finishing them off on the grill. Yeah. Finishing them off on the grill <laughs> just makes loads of unnecessary mess. <laughs> In a way, it's like the oven is your fluffer and the grill is your porn star. Is that, yeah. is that a poor choice I mean, of analogy? Yes, yeah, it doesn't work on any level at all. Well, it does, because it's a big mess at the end, but yeah, go on. <laughs> it's just a lot of burnt mess, though. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's just more the activity has been very fun. And as a result, we've eaten alfresco both nights, Well, this Tom. is the great thing, Dave. You've spent £99, right? For, for two figures, you've bought yourself an outdoor kitchen. Yeah, Hundred percent. That's wonderful. Also, I wonder what kind of size battery you'd need to take with you in order to uh, use it camping. You know, could you plug it into your car, for example, and then you've got a George. You could take. Can you know? Can you take George Foreman on the road? Can you talk, George Torman? George. <laughs> um, I imagine the answer is yes, and I imagine uh, there's very many ways of doing it that I will never even bother to begin investigating mm. because you will never find me camping. Ah, interesting. Interesting. I am investigating camping. Uh, I'm I'm looking into it. Yeah, no, no. You, I mean, I, I'm aware that you're a, you're a lover of the camp, mm. um, but I am oof, not for me. Tom, not for me. I'm I'm preparing for my first camping trip with both kids. I'm going to take both boys, give give Beth a night off, and we're going to head out to some woods nearby. I mean, it literally might just be somewhere in Hackney, uh, right. but we're going to go camping for the night. We're going to do this in the next couple of weeks. If anyone's got any tips, actually, because people, it's a bit like people who like who, who own bikes, people who got bikes or camping, or people who use vinegar to clean surfaces, full of they're often very full of tips and vocal about it. Do you know what I mean? They've got an opinion. Yeah, there's a lot of extra, yeah. Which is great. Which I, well, I want that. Even without the two small children running around and screaming and shouting and, you know, making it even even more of a living hell. Yes, living I, hell. You, you would not catch me even. You you wouldn't even persuade me to go camping just with you, you know? Really? No, not at all. No, what, about, no. uh, what, about if, what about if we went, if we toured the M8 mates and then, and then we went camping at the end of it? Uh, uh, well, no, but I, I like... <laughs> you thought about that then? You did think about that? Well, yeah, but the problem with all of this, and is, and I'm fully aware of it. Mm-hmm. It does sound snobby when I say I hate camping. Like I say, no, if you, you said know, you, ha- if you said I hate poor people, then that would be a bit snobby. I don't think there's anything snobby with not liking camping. It's a thing you cannot enjoy without there being any snobby element, Dave. That's okay. okay. Well, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. Thank yeah, you, Tom, because yeah. I think that is the implication. That, that's the vibe you get back there when you say you don't like camping mm. quite a lot of the time, because it is a kind of inexpensive you know back to basics version of staying somewhere isn't it yes yeah um so i think the implication is you need your frills and you need your luxury and you need your comfort uh, and i'm ha- happy to admit tom i absolutely do you need your frills and you need your grills and you're good frills to go. and grills. Um, frills and grills that's the name of today's episode well Thank i'm you. happy to sign up to a television program where mates m8s on the m8 yes um, and then every night I check into a four to five star hotel and you go camping and then we compare notes in the morning. I'd be thrilled. There you that. go. Also, mate, you did call it the M8 there. It's the Motorway 8, as discussed. The, oh, M- Motorway 8, sorry. Yeah. Can I say, we heard from Pablo, uh, a, a regular guest on the on Fridays, uh, Funtime Friday, more on that later, uh, uh, talking about the George Foreman Grill. A regular guest, he's been on both times. Exactly so. Um, a George Foreman Grill was very nearly the Hulk hogan grill they approached him first he thought it was a stupid idea luckily he got millions from gorka and all he had to do was release a sex tape and sue them okay cool (laughs) (laughs) thanks for that pablo very nice 
tells you all you need to know about Hulk Hogan that he thought it was a stupid idea. Yeah, yeah. And well, like, exactly right. Yeah. Hulk Hogan's judgment, not that good. And we've got some other tweets, Dave. Do you want, do you want to go through some tweets? Do you want to hear some yes, please go and read, read, um, me, read, me, read me them like Beth Mori will read as Jack Reacher one day. Okay. Like, I can, I can do my impression of Beth Mori. Alistair Satchel has been on. So my wife speaks. Hello. Is it? Uh, not really. Alistair Satchel's been on. The first time I made my wife watch Contact, I said, it starts in silence and then it builds. It's amazing. Oh, I'm glad Alistair is a member of the Contact Church, which I have founded. Good news, Alistair. Uh, four minutes into the film. I hope Alistair doesn't display any signs of lack of intelligence that would mean that the judgment of Contact isn't uh, completely sound. Go on. Yeah, I think Alistair's completely fine, yeah. Uh, four yeah. minutes into the film, I was questioning why the silence was going on for so, so long. And then I realised the TV was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> oh no look what Alistair's done there <laughs> yeah I think Alistair's completely completely sane and normal um, <laughs> contact the film for people that can't even work a basic television you don't know if it was a basic television maybe he'd set up a sound bar Dave and that wasn't quite working properly no matter what the television is Tom as well you know to turn on the volume is one button <sighs> I still think I, I trust Alistair. Alistair. Um, Alex has said, don't stop. Thank you, Alex. That's nice. Oh, we've got it? more don't stops than stops so far. I noticed that. I've done the little toss up of them so far. And uh, yeah. we are actually in, oh, God, I was about to use the phrase positive equity or negative equity Ooh. and then realised I didn't know which one it was. So uh, there you go. We're in the good. We're in the black. Caroline's literally just tweeted us. Uh, sent us a link to a Fleetwood Mac song called Don't Stop. I assume that means Don't Stop. Uh, yeah, well, I guess so, yeah. So that means we've got to keep fucking doing this. Um, and then final tweet we've had from Hannah Crees. Good morning to Hannah. Um, I've got a boring film for you, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Oh my, oh me, oh my. So we're going to do Boring Film Club. Should we go for that one, do you think? See, I don't... Yeah, I can't... I've definitely seen it. I haven't. But in my head, I, I, I think we need to establish how boring... Like... Surely some people don't find that film boring because it was a massive film starring a massive Hollywood star. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know if that hits the levels required. Right. I want to be so... Like, like even with Contact, Tom, I'm not saying that it was a boring film. I was... There was a lot of administration involved. Helen Monks feels more strongly about this than I do. So. What, okay, okay, okay. What, what I don't understand is how you can say there was a lot of administration uh, involved, right? When, yeah. like, seconds in... To the film, or maybe not seconds in, but like three minutes in, right? Yeah. They're sitting there, then this. There's a noise coming from space, Dave. What's that got to do with admin? That is that is action. That is adventure. 100%. The first five minutes and the last five minutes are action-packed. <laughs> right, it's the middle. And then the middle two hours 20 <laughs> is them working out how they sort of facilitate the first five minutes of mm. interest yeah. into the last five minutes. So yeah. if it was like, if it was a Bond film, it would begin with Bond kicking the crap out of a baddie and then there'd be two hours uh, of him filling in a form uh, like a risk right. assessment thing or a post uh, a post fight form as to what exactly happened well, yeah, no, it's, it's almost like he has a fight at the start and, yeah. ju- and he just loses the fight and so yeah. he's like right I'm going to fight that baddie again uh, and yeah. I'm going to win and that's the last five minutes of the that's thing. Rocky the, that's Rocky the, yeah yeah but the middle isn't any of the interesting stuff it is just mm. him planning the logistics of <laughs> so what if i suppose i need to well, get to russia so i uh i wonder which train i would get and maybe maybe i'll camp in south of france on the way shots of him commuting to the gym That's yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um so yes i don't know i mean the curious case of benjamin Muslim could be incredibly boring i can i cannot remember so i'm happy to put it on the long list certainly okay but i think in my head what i'm after is 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 like the equivalent of that film where 
um, that I'd found just because it was the longest film I could find of the the manufacturing yeah. um, process of a, a pedometer. Yeah, I, I'm not keen on that. I'll be honest. I mean, that's taking that's just time wise. That's a lot. And also, I'm yes. really enjoying Ozark at the moment. So you realise I'm going to be I'm going to be sacrificing an Ozark evening of joy to watch this crap. Well, this is what I have to do when I have to say to my sister, can we stop whatever interesting thing, new and exciting Netflix thing we're watching, because Connie Luce and I have to watch an episode of The Bill. <laughs> like, it's the same sort of reaction you get. We go, oh, oh, the whole, okay, we're, we're doing this, are we? Yeah, fine. It's never good. It's never good when your homework is watching The Bill on YouTube. <laughs> Great when your homework is watching The Bill. I'm absolutely thrilled with it, mate. And like I said, I am every week now disappointed that we have to turn The Bill off. I'd rather watch it through and watch Listen the to one. yourself, Dave. Listen to Do you think it's time I watched one as well? Do you think we should all watch one together? Yes. That would ruin The Bill Bingo, but I'm happy. Maybe I should. Yes. Well, Bill Bingo, you're just playing on your own now, so it's actually a bit sad. <laughs> is there anything sadder than a man playing Bill Bingo by himself, scream, screaming house into the ether? <laughs> Heavy Pencil An actor of my experience, you just get run dry A podcast sitcom with Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner I played played Edmund Gilder and he played Fanny Snatch The Observer called it a lovely thing Wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly I'm not having any more of this, I need you to pull me off immediately Heavy Pencil from Great Big Owl Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Uh, right. Wilfred! You okay? Oh my god, you got dressed! You've dressed up especially for us, I'm honoured. Hey Wilfred. Hi. D- uh, Wilfred, what time did you uh, get dressed yesterday? One thirty. <laughs> Wonderful. Just before I did. There you go, see? If you work hard at school, Wilfred, one day you could be like Dave and just sit around in your pants all day. The real secret is that I... Oh, I'm yawning. Bored or tired? <sighs> tired, it's too early. Uh, the real secret is that I actually don't get dressed really at all at the moment. No. Isn't I just f- sort of have my loungewear that I put on in the mornings and yeah. lounge about in. Dave's a, isn't that, what would you like to do, Wilfredo, with your job? If Dave, Dave's turned into a lounger and a podcaster, a full-time podcaster, what would you like to do with your, uh, with your job when you're older? Football. Football? Need to get changed for that, though, don't you? There's a lot of getting changed for that, Wilf, I'll tell you. Well, then you get undressed when you score a goal. Briefly, but then you have to get redressed again. God, a lot of admin again, a lot of clothing admin. A lot of getting dressed. Shin pads is the worst one. Oh, it takes ages to put shin pads on. You played yesterday, didn't you? How many goals did you score? Four. Four goals. Four! My little boy. Are you a striker, Wilfred? Midfielder. 
Four from midfield. Flipping heck. That's a good strike rate in anyone's book. All right, anyway, away from the football chat. Should we do Riddle Me Thursday? Yep. Okay, Wilfredo, um, let's hear your riddle for today's Riddle Me Thursday. Over to you, please. So, there's this person. Yep. That is in a phone box. In a phone box, okay, yep. And the glass is smashed and his hands are cut off and he's dead in a stream. Oh. And there's a fishing rod on the side. Yeah. Uh, and uh, how did he die? Hang wow. on. Sorry. Wow, there's a lot here to unpack. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot here. So there's a phone box on the side of a stream. No, the phone box is in the stream, isn't it? Uh, yeah, in the stream. Is the phone box in the stream? Yeah, okay. He's nodding. So the phone box is in the stream. Like a sort of tall boat. Yeah, like a like an odd like an odd barge, I'd say. But anyway, yeah, an upright barge, yes. an offended barge. And this man has both of his arms have been cut off, and he's dead. Yeah. And there's a net, and a, it was a fishing rod, did you say? Yeah. On the side of the stream. Yeah. And the question is, how did he die? Yeah. Wow, a woo wow. Okay. But he's he's in the phone box. Yeah. Well, it's helpful because he's already in his coffin, isn't he? I suppose that's efficient. That's um, very bleak. Um, so he's in the phone box, but the phone box is smashed, and there's a fishing rod, and he's got no hands. Yeah, his arms have both, both of his arms have been cut off. So how did he die? We have moved into slightly surrealist riddles, haven't we? Moved into. We <laughs> <laughs> died, didn't we? Um, the Salvador Dali of riddles, my son. Yeah. Um, all right, Wilfred, I'm going to say that he cut his arms off. You're doing a big yawn there, my love. Bored or tired? Tired. Right, okay. Yeah, good answer. Uh, good answer. Um, <sighs> How did the phone box end up in the water? Yeah, how did the phone end up? Is, is the phone box on its side in the water? No, it's in the water. It's in the water. But like upright or on the side? He was trying to swim. He was in the phone box, it was in the water, and he was trying to swim. And he... No? No. <sighs> did someone else... Oh, oh I know. Was it, uh, were there piranhas in the water and they, they ate his arms off? No. No? Is there anybody else nearby, Wilfred? No, you've got to say no because we're on the radio. Love to go. No. no. Ah, I see. Um, no one nearby. Both of his arms have been cut off. There's a fishing rod. Was he so... He was fishing... Okay, I've got it. He was fishing for food, right? To get himself some, some, some nice trout. And he didn't get any. He was so hungry, he ate his arms off. No. Oh, mate. I'm nearly out, Dave. What have you... Have you got anything to offer up for Riddle Me Thursday? His hands are off. That's a real... That's the real um, element of mystery, isn't it? Yeah, how is that? How has he cut his hands off? This is, this is no, okay. I don't know. I, 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 you've absolutely baffled me with this. You, one. You've absolutely stumped, Dave, which is probably a poor choice of words. Go on then, uh, Wilfredo. Tell us. So, uh, uh, nice man, and close to the microphone, love. The man caught a really big fish with his fishing rod, yeah. and then went to the and went to the post box to tell his mom, phone box phone box to tell his mum, and he said the fish was this big, and he broke the glass in the phone box, and his hands came off. Uh, and all the blood from his body, all the blood from his body made him die. Uh, and then the friend box fell over, and then he, uh, and then he was sailing in the stream dead. But, so it's because it's because he went. It was this big, and he put his hands out to go. It was this big, yeah. and he smashed his hands into the side of the phone box. And he cut his hands off. <laughs> that is ah, an unfortunate ending, isn't it? Isn't it? That's a Darwin Award right there. That's unbelievable. It's a good warning for people, though. If anyone is using a phone box, don't gesticulate too much. Do you know that word, gesticulate? It means use your hands a lot to talk. Well, it's kind of similar to the advice you've just been giving Wilfred, that because we're on the podcast, he, you can't just nod or anything, but in the same way that he's on the this guy's on the phone in the first place. So it was a, it was a complete waste of time him... Yeah. gesticulating anyway because you can't see hands down a phone no but at least the last person he spoke to was, was his mum right 
yeah. which is nice. But my goodness, that is bleak. Um, thank you very much for coming to do this, Wilfred. That was a that was a really good one. Did you think of that one yourself? Did you just? My friend told it to me. Your friend told you that one. Ah, uh, yeah, I know which friend it was. Yeah, the one with the troubles. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right then. I've run out with mystery riddles. Your mystery riddles are absolutely brilliant. You're absolutely brilliant. Uh, would you like the song to to end up on? He really wants the song. Is it emphatic yeah, nod there? Okay. Here we go. Thank you for the riddle with the phone box in the water. Can you come back next week? I think you oughta. Uh, Wilfred Price, thank you very much indeed for joining us on Kevin Fever. Goodbye. Bye. See you later. Thanks, Wilf. Bye. Do you any good child psychologists? Just out of interest. I was going to say, there's a lot of death. There's a lot of death. In his it, riddles. Well, Even when they make vague sense, yeah. there's still a lot of death. And yeah. that one was. I cannot wait. Can you please yeah. clip out these riddles? Because on his 18th birthday, yeah. what we should do is, is, is play them over. And I can play them to him when I go and see him in prison. <laughs> There's a tweet just come through as we're about to finish. Ooh. And it's all of my favourite things. Um, and it's from Caroline, who has sent a tweet that says, As a small thank you for weeks of entertainment, here is part one of the Cabin Fever A to Z compendium. O-M-G. And it's the first seven, A to G. I presume things that start with those letters. Yes. But spelled out in emojis. And it's a emoji quiz based on cabin fever things oh wow i mean let Dave, and we don't have time for it after to tomorrow well, oh my time. god oh this is good we're teasing it well, this is great we can talk about this on fun time friday tomorrow so should we let people know how this is going to work for fun time friday this this element of the show usually takes three or four hours to explain how fun time friday works uh, yes it does so um the very quick version is the way we uh, record the show is on a bit of software and everybody that's recording clicks a link and then you automatically join the podcast so we're going to tweet out a separate link tomorrow which any of you can click it means you become uh, an immediate guest you click it and you're on the podcast you have to talk yes uh, you have a two minute time limit yes the two minute limit hashtag two minute limit um so make sure you've got your best story ready to go or just you know just just don't basically you don't want to waste it with small talk for two minutes talking about the weather um and then but if at any point during that two minutes somebody else clicks the link they will replace you so it's it's jeopardy on jeopardy up on jeopardy to be honest the easiest way to to, to, to get your head around is to listen to last week's fun time friday um because that was just uh, a wonderful uh melange of uh of fun and excitement and jeopardy it was one of the funniest uh, bits of broadcasting i've ever been involved with and calling this broadcasting is a real upsell um can i also say that we will be so we will be recording fun time friday at 11 a.m on thursday the 4th of june june the 4th be with you at 11 a.m so if you wish to join us for that be, a, be on Twitter and we will we will tweet a link just before 11 and then you click the link and you're in you can join us on the show but beware that be, bring something good because at any moment you could get kicked off by someone yep. else uh, and we'll find out more about the uh, uh, the Cabin Fever com- compendium as well yeah I'm, ex- I'm so excited with the Cabin Fever compendium yeah. if you want to play maybe that's what we should do with people that come on we can play the quiz they can get one we'll read the emojis out and they have to guess what it is oh it's amazing oh my god look at this this 
Oh, don't look at it let's not spoil it I've, no, I've no, no. glanced and then gone away okay, so great, you know, great, great, great. we'll play it live tomorrow once, once more our slow brains will be exposed live on the podcast that's always a pleasure for people to hear exactly. alright thanks mate all the best kind regards lots of like all the best Cabin FE 83709 oh 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 Cabin FE 83709 oh 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 Cabin FE 83709 oh 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 that's our Twitter name wait a second it's it's very important not to do that when you make decisions for your company you look for the no brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.